0: One eight seven seven eight silver is the number as we get into it here, guildhallwealth.com. Your RSPs, your registered funds, ITFSA's, like RESP's, LIFT's, riffs, LIRA's can all be used to get physical metals into your accounts. We'll talk about that uh, in depth a little later on. The e-store, top right corner of the website, you can start uh, using that from home. There's so many options, so easy to get some physical physical assets into your your portfolio today. We'll talk about uh, all those, get to diamonds as well, and some some updates uh, to go along with. Jeremy, Darren, how are you guys? Not too bad, John. We're
1: having a good week. And again, first off, top of the show, we want to congratulate those who took advantage of the markets this week and joined our family here at Guildhall Wealth Management. If you bought silver, gold, or a fancy-colored diamond, well done. Congratulations to you if you're adding to your accounts, topping up your registered accounts it is tax season of course the deadline approaches this weekend to those who have filed and uh, have a little bit of money to spend please think wisely before you drop it into your same old everyday investments possibly put it into some gold and silver maybe into a registered account set up an RESP for the kids perhaps for college university lots of options there we'll be talking about during today's show and john I made a point of always saying to our listeners that this show should and has not been about fear-mongering. We've never, ever wanted to give or paint a picture of dire straits and to let people know that the economy is weak is one part of our job, but to say, hey, there's some sprouts shooting up here and there is also another part of our job. And these sprouts, sometimes they'll grow into big, uh, wonderful plants that end up developing into fantastic flowers, and everybody gets a chance to take advantage of it. And we had those periods in the last decade and a half, uh, two decades, and we're now approaching a period in a time where we can't help but focus on some of the negative things, John. This week, I was just blown away. If you have not taken 10, 15 minutes to get caught up on what's happening in our own economy here at home, please take note of the fact that one of Canada's, Uh, longest-running and oldest financial institutions, Great West Life, just axed 450 people this week, and they are going towards a goal of uh, slashing 1,500 jobs in total, as reported by the media across this great country. And it's a sad state of affairs because if you're a listener to this show, surely you tune in to all media, whether it's TV, radio, newspaper, whether you grab your tablet at night and read... You probably see the same things I do, which are headlines touting growth in our economy, touting that the things that we look forward to in terms of return on our investments are doing well. The stock market is up. The housing market, which we're going to spend some time on today, is up. People are making money hand over fist, right? Well, the truth is that layoffs are becoming more and more apparent in this particular arena because of what we're seeing transpire behind the scenes. And everyone who listens to the show knows we're a big fan of what happens behind the scenes. John, it's where the real truth lies. And this week alone, in layoffs, in job cuts, in pink slips, however you want to uh, term that that end of uh, work, uh, you know, mm-hmm. th- state of affairs, you've got ESPN axing some hundred plus workers, and those are well-known on-air personalities right down to management uh, positions, into all kinds of different things. You've got Coca-Cola, 1,200 jobs at Coca-Cola. Apparently, in a in a time in which the stock market's booming, housing market's booming, economy's recovering, what Coca-Cola's laying off 1,200 people. Uh, Great West, West Life, which we just talked about, Manitoba Hydro, and this is all coming this week between last week and this week. I can't. Uh, I can't imagine a week that's been worse this year. To and, and really, really emphasizes the importance uh, and the need to diversify your wealth to make sure that what you're going to put your money into is going to pay off for you in the long term. J. Crew, 250 jobs. Nestle. 300 British jobs in their chocolate industry. Ralph Lauren, you heard a couple of weeks ago, closing their flagship store in New York City. Who would have thought that day would come? And then, of course, the big, huge hit, we're scared about softwood lumber. And this is a huge situation developing. And if you're listening and you're in that industry, please share your insights with us. We'd love to know what's happening on the inside, what everybody's saying what they're doing, and exactly what you think the outcome might be. But we're hearing that BC is saying job losses could amount to the thousands if softwood lumber and the tariffs that Trump has imposed uh, really do hit us like they're suggesting it might. So eventually, I think that there is a very important message being told here, which is that you need to make sure your wealth is working for you. You can't sit passively by and hope that it works. If you're not paying attention, you're going to fail. And we've seen it before. This is the chance to stop that from happening.
0: One eight seven seven eight silver is the number. Guildhallwealth.com is the website.
1: Again, on the on the surface,
2: everything's supposed to be fantastic. The economy's doing great. We're growing. We've got growth again. And this is the whole pom-pom story of of the mainstream media. But in fact, when you look beneath the surface, and even uh, the Atlanta Fed uh, revised their Q1 figures down to 0.2%, um, this tells you that the economy is not doing well. When you see major retail stores letting go of people and moving out and, and all of these things, you say, well, how great can the economy be? Now, let's connect the dots. What's the point of talking about how how well the economy actually isn't doing and what that, what that means pertain to gold and silver? Well, ultimately, what it means is you can say goodbye to raising interest rates. Those are big bluffs. You know, raising a whole quarter point is one big bluff. It's not as if the interest rates are at 6% and normalized. Nope in Europe they're going to keep the negative rates they're even entertaining quantitative easing we talked last week on this show about how the 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 head of the boston fed discussed using quantitative easing in the next recession. Well, guess what? You're going to see more and more news coming out about the next recession. And when that recession hits, you can guarantee not only will the Fed probably lower rates or at least maintain them, but quantitative easing will be in the mail. We've been saying this all along ever since they started quantitative easing. You start down this road, you're not going to stop. And when quantitative easing enters into the market again, you can bet that precious metals are going to take off because you cannot print money forever without having any anything happen as a result of that and the fact is is when you keep printing money you're going to destroy the value of that currency and it's only a matter of time before confidence dwindles and it's moving quickly out of out of the markets so you know enjoy the ride in the stock market enjoy the ride in real estate how much longer can that keep going time to start looking for things that are undervalued like physical gold and physical silver and for us, it's so important to have physical precious metals because you don't want to invest in paper. That's not going to help the cause of the market moving up. That's like saying, "What will help the real estate market go up?" Well, if I buy if I buy this promissory note to take delivery of of uh, a property, that's going to help it. And that's how the silver market works, the gold market, promissory notes. You know, uh, for example, a bank certificate on on precious metals is not interchangeable. You can't take a certificate from one bank and and sell it to another bank. Well, gold and silver are universal money. So the idea is that you want to own physical hard assets. And you know, Darren, you were mentioning uh, Great Westlife. We've had a lot of clients come to us from Great Westlife who have had investments with them, who have decided that it's time to hold physical precious metals. And we're so proud to be able to offer Canadians the ability to hold physical gold and silver in their registered accounts that means that you receive the serial numbers for the specific bars that you own you get your own inventory report that shows that this product is your product nobody else's that means zero counterparty risk that means there could be a systemic financial collapse tomorrow okay banks could shut down for several weeks your product's still there when the lights go back on your product's still there the value of it obviously is going to be worth what it's always been worth. That's what's great about gold and silver is you can't deny that gold has always bought a certain amount of goods. And if you need more gold to buy those goods, then it's probably undervalued. And at some point, you're going to be able to buy those goods for that amount of gold. That means it's of its value. Maybe it's time to sell some some product at that point. So the idea is to hold a physical asset that has zero counterparty risk, and that's why it's so interesting, Darren, maybe we can talk about this article about um, the mortgage company that got bailed out this week and why, mm-hmm. why any pension fund would decide to – I mean, pension funds have to look out for them for themselves and protect themselves and protect those who are invested in that pension. Um, and we've got some startling news here, which uh, I can't believe more pension funds aren't, aren't looking towards gold and silver because exactly of the fact that there's no counterparty risk
0: one silver online to guildhallwealth.com.
1: So that's a very interesting article and a situation that's developing behind the scenes, which if you're listening, odds are you know somebody or you yourself are invested in speculative real estate in some way, shape, or form right now. And as we know in Canada, uh, in particular Ontario, there is a housing boom, this, the likes of which we haven't seen for a very long time. And I remember in speaking with my father about what happened in the late 80s, early 90s, and I remember him talking to me about his brother and saying that, you know, he had had, my uncle had been speculating in homes in Richmond Hill in particular, and he had bought a number of homes about three quarters of the way through the big boom in real estate in Richmond Hill in the late 80s and the early 90s. And when that market fell apart, he lost on average 35% value in each home. And these were homes which had been bought solely for... The purpose of flipping down the road, right. waiting a year or two. He had renters in some of them. Some didn't even have renters, and he had about six or seven of them, and nearly sunk them. Yeah, the Pay mortgages, wow. leveraged, uh-huh. and all they were doing was just covering the nut. Whatever the mortgage was is what the rent would be set at, so that they could cover the nut. And then you'd flip the home two years. You'd say, "Hey, I made a half million dollars. Let's flip them up," you know. And he got caught, and that's going to happen. And I know for some of you who are friends, colleagues, uh, and some of you that are in the real estate industry, this is a very 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 big topic. It's one that's very touchy, it's sensitive, and I know it's an issue for everybody. But let's spend the second segment talking about in particular this uh, important article. If you're listening to this show and what you've heard makes sense to you, you've been thinking about getting into the market, Why not start by simply coming in, giving us a call or going online and buying some gold and silver to take home, put it in your home safe or in your safety deposit box. If you like that idea and you want to do that, it's no easier than just calling the number or touching base with any of us anytime you like. If you'd like to take that a step further and you have an amount which needs sufficient security and safety and you want some liquidity to be able to buy and sell... Perhaps you'll entertain the idea of having a storage account with Guildhall where you could buy, say, 1,000 or 2,000 or 5,000 ounces of silver, maybe have some gold with that, put it in your depository account. It will be stored for you locally. It's close to the airport where we keep it. It's a class Three vaulting facility with insurance coming out the wazoo. It's a fantastic way to keep your product safe. And it gives you the ability to buy and sell by telephone and if you want to put some of that product into a registered account well that's possible too with Guildhall you can put gold and silver coins or bars into your RRSPs into your TFSAs into your uh, RIFs and LIFs your RESPs all kinds of registered accounts and all you have to do is just give us a call to get that ball rolling
0: 18778 silver is that number Darren's talking about online to guildhallwealth.com you can also do it right from the comfort of your own home the e-store in the top right corner of the website as well. It's The Real Money Show, Talk Radio, AM640. 1-877-8SilverGuildHallWealth.com. dot com. is the website and the number you want to use. By the way, the Precious Metal Advisor and the Investor Kit, uh, all were the responsibility of Darren. You should grab those, sign up for them each week, and uh, read the information that is in there. Yeah, we want to get on to this article you were talking about, Darren.
1: All right, I won't keep anybody waiting any longer. The title of this article reads Crashing Canadian Mortgage Lender Bailed Out by 321,000 Retired Ontario Healthcare Workers. You will not get this article in the local news media. You will not hear about it on the evening news as one of their highlight features. This is the beginning, and mark my words, we here at the show have been talking about this for. What seems forever, but at least two years, if not longer, John. And this is the beginning of what I think will be a change in the mortgage industry. And I will read from this article. We got it from Zero Hedge. It was published on the 27th, which is the day we're taping the show today. And it starts off by saying, with Canada's housing bubble imploding amid the collapse of the country's largest mortgage lender, it was no surprise that a bailout had been orchestrated. And now we know the source of the 1.5 billion loan It's 321,000 retired healthcare workers in Ontario. If you are listening to this show and you are a retired healthcare worker in Ontario with a pension, congratulations, you just bought a mortgage lender. The article is pointing out none other than a company called Home Capital Group. It's, It's stock, basically through the middle of this week, cratered by about 60%, it was the biggest drop on record after the company disclosed that it struck an emergency liquidity arrangement for a, a Canadian $2 billion, $1.5 billion U.S. credit line to counter their evaporating deposits at terms that will leave the alternative mortgage lender unable to meet their financial targets. And worse may leave it insolvent in a very short notice. So they had to be bailed out and mark my words. This is a bailout people. This is not a comfortable partnership where you're bringing on new investors. It's a bailout. They were in trouble. 321,000 retired Ontario healthcare workers bailed them out. They gave them money. And as part of this inevitable outcome, one which presages the company's eventual disintegration and likely liquidation. Bloomberg is reporting that the non-binding rescue loan with an unnamed counterparty, which we now know is the retired uh, healthcare workers, uh, will be secured by a portfolio of mortgage loans originated by Home Trust. This is a Toronto-based firm, and it said in its statement uh, on on Wednesday that those uh, those mortgage loans will have uh, all been originated in Ontario. So they are backed by the very houses that we are talking about on the show from week to week being overvalued. Mm -hmm. So again, very reminiscent of what we saw in the American market. It's huge cause for concern for me. I've been telling people for a very long time, worry not about your local real estate uh, person that you know in your family. They're gonna make on the buy and the sell. They never have to worry. But diversity is the key. If you're hearing this and it makes sense to you, get some gold and silver in your portfolio before this market does crash. Hear it on this show. We've been talking about it for a long time. We are firm believers that the housing market in Ontario is going to crash.
0: One eight seven seven eight silver the number, guildhallwealth.com, your RSPs, your precious metals, get them into those registered funds, as Darren mentioned.
2: And this is why it's so important for for us to talk about the fact that there's zero counterparty risk with precious metals that means that no one can take your cash from you i mean look if the the healthcare worker pension plan had to, was struck a deal to lend money to this uh mortgage company they must have been more involved in that because i do know that a lot of pension plans invest in development in Ontario, so you know maybe they they were part of the trouble that maybe they were already pre-invested and if and and I don't know this is speculation but if they didn't help out this uh, this company then their previous investments would go down but you know the writings on the wall the the stock's down something like sixty percent. But again, the idea with gold and silver is that no one can touch that product. It's it's similar to if you took your cash out of the bank and put it under the bed. Okay, yeah, it doesn't give you an interest, but no one can steal that from you in a in a bank bail-in situation, or you know, if you own a stock and the price tumbles by by 60 percent, and you know, we're not. We're not advisors. We're not telling people to own 100% gold and silver. But we do feel that 10%, 15% can be vital to actually fully diversifying your portfolio, not being just invested in paper investments or the stock market. The idea is to really diversify in the way you invest in terms of the asset itself. Gold is money. It's not an investment. It's physical commodity money. And so yes, it costs money to buy it, just like it costs money to, to buy US dollars, or it costs money to buy British pounds. There's a an exchange there. And what you're doing is you're converting dollars that are devaluing into a currency that's actual money. So it's a currency and money that is holding value and gold over the last 15 years has held over 300% value in most currencies some much higher some slightly under but that is exactly what you want you want to hold your your purchasing power you work way too hard for the money to have it just disappear through inflation through just printing money and letting it disappear or putting it into assets that are well overvalued having a little bit of gold and silver in your portfolio is very very easy All you have to do is either pick up the phone, go to guildhallpreciousmetals.com, And get some physical product in your hand and learn about the market a little bit. Then you might move up to that depository where you're storing a larger amount that you want to secure, make sure it's fully insured, make sure you can buy and sell on a phone call, that it's very liquid. And then, of course, there's the RSPs where you can hold physical precious metal in a registered account. Again, so, so easy. We walk you through all of it. We assist the client from the opening of the account to the trade itself to giving you the serial numbers to even giving you the ability to go and personally audit your product so holding physical precious metals has never been easier Uh, in terms of the market it's also never been so economical Uh, in fact holding physical metal is oftentimes just as uh, the same price as buying paper alternatives so give us a call we're more than happy to demonstrate the benefits of holding physical gold in your portfolio and if you're just getting started with this and you're saying yeah these guys make sense let me learn some more Get subscribed to the Precious Metal Advisor and be the first to receive some of these articles that we're talking about today to learn about what's happening beneath the surface in the market that should make me aware of where the precious metals are going. Now, one last thing is that we don't know when the price of silver or gold is going to skyrocket. We know that in 2011, for for instance, silver went on a 10-month tear from basically $17 all the way to $48, and then it then it came back down over a period of a couple years and really so far I was just looking at uh, some of our our trades recently anyone who invested uh 2 years ago is still comfortably ahead even though the price of silver has come off from about 1850 down to about 1730 today um you know we're seeing these two-step-forward, one-step-back motions in in silver because silver bottomed out around 14.30 back in uh, 2014, I want to say, 13, and we've been subtly moving up since then. So the idea is you want to be invested well before the market starts to take off because once it takes off, we don't want to see people get involved at $22, $23, which is okay. There's still so much more to be gained after that. But there's so much more right now from seventeen $50, let's say, up to that $20 level. It's such an advantage to get in at this point where you don't have to worry about it anymore. Just let the market do what it's going to do. And that's been my experience of personally holding physical precious metals is in the beginning, just like anybody, you buy and you want the market to go up instantly right away. You never want to see a market dip at all. But over time, as you continue to accumulate product, as you continue to add gold and silver to your portfolio, you actually become less concerned about where the market is day to day, and more about how much you have. Because you start to really consider the long term, you start to see how debts can only be incurred for so long quantitative easing is going to is going to have a, a big backlash in terms of what happens as a result of it so holding physical metal is so important give us a call we're more than happy to show you how it
0: works 18778 silver is the number guildhallwealth.com. adding to that Darren. well again on what jeremy just said for me it makes total sense
1: Again, reminding the public that's listening and our customers, we're we're not financial planners or advisors. That's not our role to play. And I would suggest you do your due diligence when it comes to understanding these uh, metals and natural fancy colored diamonds are no exception to that rule. I would also do my due diligence on that. But I think that as a whole, there is plenty of evidence to suggest that the public at large is being misled in a very, very... Uh, terrible way, that they're being told something is happening in the, uh, you know, in in the grand scheme of things, they're being told that the economy is trudging along, it's getting better, there's gradual signs and green shoots sprouting up, and we're seeing housing, it's just crazy, people are making tons of money, and what I want people to do is just to take a step back and think for a minute, how important is the housing in our lives, how important is that sector? Well, it's very important. It's literally the key to our existence. If that particular sector stumbles and falls and we were to see a drop in housing prices, it would peter out in in effect numerous other areas of the economy. And we've been saying for two years that this is an occurrence that can only happen when you get this irrational exuberance, when you get this way of thinking that uh, I, by one report last week, suggested as much as 40% of the um, Canadian public believe that there could be no end, there might not be an end, that housing prices might just keep going higher and higher and higher. For those people who have lived through the late 80s and early 90s when housing prices, in, especially in southern Ontario, dropped dramatically this is a repeat of that occurring and if you are listening to the show and you're thinking that it might make sense to at least delve into this look into this then i suggest you head over to our website i suggest you give us a call get some gold get some silver take it home with you just as a fallback just as a cause for uh protection if nothing else against what might happen and if you like what you're seeing and you like what you're hearing Take it a step further. Get a registered account, or even if you want a margin account, if you're looking to speculate in one area and... It's not housing for you. Maybe you want to do something along the lines of putting some money into gold and silver and, and using a margin account. Lots of options with Guildhall. And and I know we want to talk
2: about some of the articles that we have on on tap here for the rest of the show, but you know it's interesting because we're seeing more and more investors who are selling real estate to get involved in precious metals, and the cost of, of maintaining ownership of precious metals is so significantly less than real estate, and there's actually a lot less paperwork and a lot less involved in the market, and- Precious metals are 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 an instantly liquid market, whereas real estate is not and I can tell you that that, that I do run into a lot of people who are who are struggling to uh, sell real estate. so you know gold is not something that you have to struggle to sell. it's instantly liquid. You just pick up the phone you sell you know and um, you know as long as you're you've been buying on a regular basis then you can really time the market. Look, last year, the price of silver at one point was up as much as 45%. So anyone who bought silver just under $16 in 2016 was able to to take profit um, throughout six months of the year at that point. So there's lots of opportunity in precious metals. All you have to do is learn a little bit more about the market and understand why holding Physical hard assets like gold, silver, or even a natural fancy-colored diamond are, can be uh, such a great opportunity for you, your family, looking forward to your future. Such a wonderful opportunity, and we look forward to speaking with you soon about that.
0: Well, you mentioned the diamonds. We'll get into that uh, conversation as we get into our uh, third segment here. We'll take a short break and get to some of those articles as well. In the meantime, the number one eight seven seven eight silver, and it's online to GuildhallWealth dot com. Your registered accounts, all the information is there. A phone call away, or the website, and of course the e store in the top corner to start uh, buying precious metals uh, from your computer. Right away you can do that, $350 U.S. Uh, you get free delivery as well. want to make mention of that That's Wednesday, right, absolutely. Right? Free delivery of 350 or more. We'll be back with more of The Real Money Show. Stand by. Talk radio My AM640. silver online guildhallwealth.com, Precious Metal Advisor, e-store, all that stuff. Registered accounts can be used. Darren, take it away, pal.
1: Well, listen, with so much going on in the world these days, it's easy to overlook the developments that are happening, John, right in our own home market of precious metals. Even as governments continue to devalue currencies, central banks across the globe have been accumulating gold. And behind the scenes of all of this uh, touting of great global green shoots in terms of economic growth here at home and in the U.S., um, investors have been considering taking a small allocation here and there and putting it into alternative assets. One of those alternative assets is, of course, natural fancy colored diamonds. Now, we realize when we do this show every week that this probably doesn't sit well with planners and advisors and bankers out there talking about wealth who regard their own investments in one of the more traditional arenas as being the hallmarks of where money should be put uh, for long-term growth. But there are alternatives to those and they exist because people want them and need them and they are effective. Something that is not effective, it dies off. You don't hear about it anymore. Natural fancy colored diamonds have been a secret that now as Guildhall, I mean, what are we, Jeremy, a, a decade and a half into this now? Yep. This is no longer becoming a secret, people. This is becoming more mainstream than you know. What was started as just a concept, an idea based on Paul's own um, acquisition of collectibles and and what his long-term investment goals had been has now blossomed into an incredible collection of some of the finest diamonds of their kind in the entire world right here at home at Guilds Hall Diamonds and I'm very proud to say as an investor in that firm myself uh, that we've had a tremendous amount of success with this and this is something we want to share with our listening audience today.
2: You know there's a demand for investments that people can trust. People want to be able to sleep at night, know that they don't have to worry about uh, where their funds are, they know where their funds are, they don't have to worry about particular management, and colored diamonds are really for someone who is comfortable putting money aside for many years. Uh, some might decide to never sell. Uh, some of these famous, famous diamonds that are being sold at auction have, are diamonds that have been held in a family for over 60 years, and they just continue to accrue value. Now, when we began, we just started with a very simple plan. Give us the best. Just give us the best what what are the what are the top qualities of a colored diamond give us the absolute best turns out finding the absolute best is very very difficult cuz we're not searching for your everyday one run of a mill white diamond look white diamonds are a luxury item but that doesn't make them rare i can walk into any mall in any neighborhood all across this country, and all across the United States, and anywhere in the world, and find a white diamond. Yep. Okay, they're not that rare, so that's why what you see in the the white diamond market is you see prices fluctuating a lot. You see that if you needed to sell a white diamond, you're not going to get what you paid for it. Not nearly what you paid for it. So, in order to have a white diamond that's say investment grade, you're going to have to go. Internally flawless, which is the best clarity. You're going to have to make sure the shape is perfect, which is the best cut. You're going to have to go with great color, which means D quality. That's the highest quality of color, meaning zero color. And it's going to have to be massive. Now, we've seen that white diamonds that have those characteristics at auction do do well, but nowhere near what their pink-colored diamond uh, differences are doing. So you see a pink diamond at auction is doing way better than a white diamond that's massive, that has all the best characteristics. Why is that? Because 0.001 of all white diamonds are actually a colored diamond. And a fraction of those are going to be of the highest quality grades or color grades like intense and vivid. So trying to find a colored diamond is literally searching for a needle in a haystack. Now, once you can find something like that, you're in, you're in already in competition with hundreds and hundreds of of people who want that same quality luxury asset, because there are only so many one-carat vivid internally flawless yellows. There's only so many Argyle pink diamonds. Argyle being a mine in in Western Australia. So rarity is key. What makes money? Supply demand. Supply's low, demand's high, prices rise. Well, when you have a trickle of, when you have just a trickle of high quality natural fancy color diamonds coming to the market, prices are constantly rising. It's as simple as that. Now, how much they rise can change year to year. It's like if I had a Picasso at home and I decided I wanted to sell it, I might not find a buyer tomorrow, but I will find a buyer and I I will have made money on that. And that's what we see in natural fancy color diamonds. So. The other part of Colored Diamonds which is so fascinating is it has a dual purpose. Not only is it a hard asset that you can concentrate wealth, protect wealth, grow wealth with, but it's also an expression of individuality, it's beautiful, it can be put into jewelry and enjoyed. And this dual purpose of of Natural Fancy Colored Diamonds is very unique in the investment world where people can own a piece of jewelry that will actually rise in value over time. That's almost unheard of. It's very difficult to find something that can do that. And so Natural Fancy Colored Diamonds, we do offer uh, the ability for clients to have their own custom jewelry made. We have a wonderful jeweler who can take someone's uh, inspiration and, and turn it to life. And of course, we're doing that at much less than retail because we're not paying for all the retail space. So we've got a wonderful array in our collection of natural fancy-colored diamonds that are of the ultimate highest quality. Guildhall goes out and acquires these diamonds, and so we stand behind our product. We're looking for that investment side of these diamonds. And also, have, having been in the industry long enough that when we see something particular we grab it. There's no thinking about it. There's only so many times we're going to come across a diamond like this. For example, we've got a two-carat princess-cut intense yellow diamond. It's gorgeous. I haven't seen anything like it for for, uh, for several years at this point. And there was a time there where finding even a one-carat intense yellow, we went through a stretch where we couldn't find one for over seven months. So it's so important to find a diamond that you love. We hope that you hold it for a very long time. And whether it's for a particular occasion that you're hoping to hold on to it for, um, milestone, we have a lot of people investing in in colored diamonds to celebrate the birth of a child, but they're buying that diamond for their eventual education fund, which I think is a wonderful use of buying a natural fancy colored diamond. We have other investors who have invested in a natural fancy color diamond because they wanna have that just in case factor. You know, you invest in real estate, you invest in the stock market, but what if it doesn't all go to plan? You wanna make sure that you have an asset that that is there just in case, and that's another reason we're seeing investors get involved in natural fancy colored diamonds. Darren, Obviously, you have a, a lot of experience in Colored Diamonds. What are some of the other ways that you see people getting involved in this market?
1: Well, for me, it's about milestones. And I mean, you, you, you've uh, touched on it in numerous ways by saying that there are various reasons why a person buys these. But for me, it's all milestones. And I think that at the end of the day, I want to make sure that two things happen. Number one, I'm protected against loss. And that happens with Colored Diamonds. And number two, I make money. And for me, that's hands down one of the reasons I would invest in something like this. Now, would this make up the only part of my alternative portfolio that I have? By no means. You should never, ever take a line of credit. You should never ever take your last dollar. You should never ever take the bulk of your wealth and just marry it to a colored diamond and be said and, and just say, hey, hopefully I never have to use that money. That's not the reason you buy a colored diamond. The reason you buy it is, as Jeremy has stated, uh, because you want long-term protection Having a colored diamond in your portfolio, as we're doing, is the same thing that you would be doing when you buy it and take it home with you. We buy our inventory. We don't shop around and say, we'd like to consign yours, and we'd like to consign yours, and yours, and yours. We actually find the diamond we ourselves would want to own, and we go to either Paul does it himself, or if Jeremy sees one he likes, or if I see one I like, and Uh, You know, anybody at the firm sees one they like, they bring it to Paul's attention. And if we like this diamond, we bring it into our collection. If the value is there, if our clients can make money from owning this diamond, we bring it into our collection. So we own everything we have, and we're proud of it. And as a whole, you're part of a bigger picture as an investor with Guildhall Diamonds. You own a diamond, but you're only one part of the entire picture. We have hundreds of diamond owners, and those diamond owners, are all going to, at some point in time, meet that milestone. They're going to have that expectation of sale and they're going to want to bring their diamond back after they've held on to it for 10 or 15 or 20 years. And they're going to want to entertain the idea of letting that diamond go and letting else somebody else get that opportunity. And that's the beautiful thing about this. During the time that you own that diamond, don't hide it. Don't hide the fact. Let people know. Tell people that you invested in something that's different, that's unique, that, uh, has a track record that's unbelievable when you think about diamonds as a whole colored diamonds one thing that you probably would not realize is that the quality of colored diamonds that we have at guildhall are the type of quality that don't drop in value so you don't look across the board even historically the last 30 40 years and see these drops effectively going hand in hand with the stock markets or with uh, breaks in the housing markets or economic calamity, it's quite the contrary. Those moments in time where there is uncertainty, economic uncertainty, the value of diamonds often goes up much more than it does on a normal annual average basis. So whether you own a a yellow, whether you own a pink, a combination of both, or whether you're looking to establish some long-term high net worth, you're an accredited investor, if you will, We can cover that and we can talk to you about those options and how they can be part of the bigger wealth picture you have. And again, at the end of the day, it's about making money. But there are different ways to do it and this is just one value approach that we have to being able to do that
0: guildhalldiamonds.com to see the collection online. Of course, the uh, phone number, one eight seven seven eight silver And, you know, we were just uh, talking earlier about uh, auctions and why people invest in precious,
2: in um, natural fancy-colored diamonds, I should say. And, uh, you know, one of the things you notice about the massive prices at auction is a lot of these diamonds that are being sold, uh, the investors, this is not their last money. This is, this is money that they can afford to put into a natural fancy colored diamond to protect and grow that wealth. When you see a major um, uh, jewelry company investing in natural fancy colored diamonds, I think that is a great move. That's what mm-hmm. happened a couple weeks ago with that uh, large pink diamond. Because look, yellow white diamonds aren't, aren't uh, increasing in value. They're, they're uh, a negative on inventory. Why not have a natural fancy color diamond that's gonna increase inventory? And so this, this investment is not for someone who needs liquidity. It's for someone who can afford to put the cash away and not have to think about it. And so your liquidity needs are taken care of. Where else do you go to protect wealth? And a natural fancy color co- diamond can do this. Now, what we've done at, at Guildhall is be able to provide the absolute best quality diamond at each level and category of colored diamonds. So, for example, there's three color grades. There's vivid, which is the strongest, intense, which is just under that in terms of strength of color, and then fancy just under that. So at each level, the the stronger the color, the more rare that diamond. So if you wanted to to buy a diamond that's three carat, vivid yellow, internally flawless, this is going to be a lot more expensive. It's a lot more rare. It's also going to accrue a lot more value and a lot more quickly. But that doesn't mean you don't... you 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 can't buy a one carat fancy yellow for let's say $15,000 and see it accrue increases in value of five to 7% a year. I know a lot of GICs that are doing a lot less than that. So for someone who's looking to put their money away, they can afford to put it away for several years. Why not look at a natural fancy color diamond in that way? So we're not, we're not challenging any pocketbooks. We're just saying you can afford, if you have, certain amount of money, let's say $15,000 uh, out of your $150,000 portfolio to put into a put into a diamond for 15, 20 years, do your fancy yellow. If you have a half a million dollar portfolio and you can afford to buy a $50,000 um, pink diamond for the next 10 years, take a look at them and see what you can do. And it's very important. Lastly, before we go to break, That if you're ever going to buy a natural fancy colored diamond, you need to look at that diamond in person Mm. because I kind of see colored diamonds a little bit like dating online. It can look good on paper, but you still have to see it in person because a diamond can have all the right dimensions and have all the right color and everything like that. But sometimes in person, it just doesn't have that fire and that sparkle that that grabs your attention. So it's important to view the diamond in person, and that's what we allow clients at Guildhall to do. You can contact us, set up an appointment, and view some of the diamonds that you might be looking for in your portfolio.
0: That'd be a diamond tender as opposed to tinder, I guess, that's right. Jeremy. There you go. One eight <laughs> seven seven eight silver would be the number, guildhallwealth.com or guildhalldiamonds.com to see that collection. Darren, Jeremy, the guys will be back with uh, lots more here at The Real Money Show, Talk Radio. AM 640. one silver is that number. com is the website. Let's get right back into the last uh, few minutes of the show here, Darren.
1: Well, the takeaway here from today's show, John, is one that's very simple. Pay attention to the big economic slosh that's turning slowly in favor of those pundits that are preaching negativity. At some point, the economy has to level out and leveling out means you have to get an even playing field that means no more money printing it means no more false interest rates that promote and unfortunately drag other markets into uh, the whole need for that economic growth by inflating and causing speculation and nowhere is that more prevalent than in the housing sector and we really as listeners and as people who are thinking about, what to do with our wealth, have to pay attention to those signs and the writing on the wall. In the first part of our our show today, we discussed Home Capital Group. Pay attention to that. Look it up. It's the public change that we were waiting for and we knew it would happen that's kind of setting the whole mortgage industry in Canada on its head for the last few days. If you're listening to the show on Saturday or Sunday, This happened midweek of this past week, and of course, if you didn't hear the show earlier, Home Capital Group was bailed out because of a a fear of lack of liquidity in their holdings by Hoop, which is basically the Healthcare of Ontario pension plan, and they gave them basically two billion Canadian dollar loan to bail them out. We talked about that earlier in the show and what it means, and essentially what it's saying is that these are the bits and pieces that you have to put together in order to get a clear picture of where money is going a number of companies like the uh, home capital group company started to tank midweek and of course they're going to rebound because any bailout promotes the belief that things are just fine But recall 2005, six, seven, when listening to this very show, we were talking about the need for more liquidity in the system and the lack of transparency in what was protecting uh, the assets that people were owning as the U.S. marketplace, the home housing marketplace, underwent the same massive change. They kept saying that don't worry because we're going to secure all of these loans with the underlying mortgages because these houses are rising in value well in the short term they will continue to do so but there will come a point when that doesn't happen and when it does those underlying assets which are the mortgages themselves may be tainted they may go negative they may be lost there could be foreclosures we could have all kinds of things like what we saw in the u.s happen here in ontario so if you're a listener what we were saying is think about the big picture You know how important it is to know where your money is enough of us don't do this We don't look on a day-to-day basis a week-to-week basis and find out what our money is doing for us If you have money in registered accounts, RSPs, RESPs, TFSAs, LIFs, RIFs If you're close to retirement or if you're just starting out Gold and silver might be a plausible way to add diversity to your portfolio we can put them in these registered accounts, and we can get you owning some gold and silver very easily. And that might be one way you protect yourself
0: in these markets. One eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhallwealth.com. Again, we're talking about paying attention to the change. Look at the
2: economic change. You've, you're seeing retail stores that are closing its doors. You're seeing layoffs occurring. This This flies in the face of mainstream media that says, the economy is doing well. Things are doing well. Things are on the up uptick. Well, the major question one would ask is, if things are doing so well, then how come the Fed isn't paying off its balance sheet? Meaning they've got $4.5 trillion on there. How come the debt in the U.S. isn't being paid down? They're on the verge of another shutdown if they don't figure this out. Now they're saying they're going to raise the ceiling in the fall. Okay, so let's just keep raising the, the ceiling and we'll never pay back the debt. Imagine having a credit card and saying, I'll just get the bank is happy to lend me more money even though I never pay it off. You know, the problem with um, a banking industry or a financial system that's based on printing money and the people who have access to that money owe interest on it means there's never enough money in the system. You need an economy that's constantly growing in order to pay back the money that's being lent out. Now, that's not how it's supposed to be. The Fed is a private institution in the United States. They they give the money out, and that the people of the United States have to pay interest on that money. It's not how it's supposed to be. The Treasury is supposed to give money without interest. Mm-hmm. It changes things from an economic perspective. The fallout, of course, is that you end up with trade wars. You end up with protectionism. You end up with uh, a, a, a currency war where every country is trying to lower its currency to compete. You end up with with, poli- with social, political, uh, or geopolitical, rather, fallouts. Look at what's happening around the world. Syria, engage- the U.S. is engaged with Syria. Afghanistan, they've engaged with Afghanistan. North Korea, they've engaged with North Korea. Let's follow the signs here. Let's look at the change and be prepared for that change. And the best way to prepare for that change is to always... Not just now, not just the moment of okay. I think things are going to go awry. Let me get into my. Let's get into precious metals now. No, get in early. You should always have some physical gold and silver in your portfolio. You know, we had a very large client uh, early last week, and he said to us, "He doesn't even like gold. Doesn't even like gold." Hmm. But uh, but um, you know, triple digits of gold. Said, but I gotta have it. I have to have gold. There's no doubt about it. Look at the changes that are occurring and see if gold and silver should be part of
0: your portfolio. One eight seven seven eight silver Online to guildhallwealth.com.
1: And this is just one part of a bigger picture, which is transpiring. And by no means do we want you to only use our opinion. Get out there. Do some due diligence. Read a little bit about what gold does in crisis. Silver, natural fancy colored diamonds. I have an article this week, which I want to share with everybody, and it'll take us home into next week's show from Commodity Trade Mantra. It's uh, posted on April 25th by Rajesh J. Shaw, and it's entitled, Gold is Good as an Inflation Hedge, but Better as a Crisis Hedge. Mm Mm-hmm. I want to give this article out for free to anybody that wants it. Just say you'd like the gold inflation article. If you contact us via the website of the eStore, or if you call in, just simply say, Hey, I was listening to this show. I'd like the gold inflation article, and I'd be happy to send it out to you as would Jeremy. And essentially what uh, Mr. Shaw is saying is that gold is known as an inflation hedge as is silver, but its role as a crisis hedge is even more important. And through this article, he cites three examples of crisis in which Gold was the go-to protection mechanism or insurance for people's wealth. The first one was an economic crisis, and he outlines the Great Depression where in the span of literally four years, the Dow fell by 90% and U.S. GDP dropped by 30%. Could this happen again? We don't know. I mean, I think we, we just barely missed something major like this happening in 2008 and eight and nine because of the amount of money printing we did. But what he's saying is that this was one example of where people that ended up holding gold long term Even after it was deemed illegal to do so by the president at the time, they ended up doing extremely well and they had gone to gold prior to this happening. So when gold got a boost in price from $20.67 to $35 an ounce, those people holding gold, they cashed in. They made a huge chunk of money, even though the money was worth less, and they did very well for themselves. The second Part of this article that he talks about is a currency crisis and he outlines what happened in Weimar Germany with the episode of hyperinflation and uh, hyperinflation during that time uh, was about uh, I guess somewhere around I think 200 billion percent it's not it's unimaginable I don't even know how you can quantify that. And again, this is the second reason why people who held gold did very well. And third was the banking crisis. So he talks about Cyprus and what happened to people who held gold. We'll give this article for free. And if you want to get into the market, get in touch with us today. Call Guildhall. You can own it. You can store it with us. And you can put it in registered accounts. Lots of options there as well as natural fancy colored diamonds.
0: The number, one eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhallwealth.com. As we mentioned several times during the show, your registered funds, be it RSPs, RESPs, lifts, rifts, leers. You can use that to get physical metal into those accounts very quickly. East door in the top right corner, of course, see the collection of natural, uh, natural fancy-colored diamonds as well, guildhalldiamonds.com to see those before you make that phone call. And as Jeremy mentioned, you have to go see the collection in person as well. Till next time, The Real Money Show, Talk Radio, AM 640.